Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. And I'm your host, Dave Kane. By now, you've heard about the golden rule that we should always strive to treat others how we would like to be treated. But what if the people you encounter don't want to be treated the same way as you do? How would you engage with a group of people if you had no idea how to approach them? According to today's guest, this is just another day in the life of a marketing professional. Becca Davis, Director of Practice Growth here at Ray & Associates, has spent more than a decade learning about people and how businesses can better engage potential customers. Today, she's going to talk about some of the lessons she's learned along the way while identifying trends that are rapidly reshaping the wonderful world of marketing. Welcome back to Unsuitable, Becca. Thanks, Dave. Great. It's good to have you back. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, we've got a couple. uh, We're we're a bit of a uh, uh, why in the road here about a topic for today. You have your choice. You have a couple choices we can talk about. We can talk about sports. Uh, we can talk about um, adult uh, situations, or we could talk about how to market your business better. Can I have some more information about what adult situations you're referring to? Uh, well, if, if you pick that, if you pick door number two, <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll dive right into that. I'm very curious, but I think we should probably talk about marketing. Okay, great. No sports for sure. No sports for yeah. sure. The platinum rule. You yeah. know, that's one of the things that keeps coming up. Um, talk to me a little bit about the platinum rule. We mentioned in the introduction the golden rule. Um, where are we going with the platinum rule these days? So the platinum rule is treat people how they want to be treated. And in marketing, that plays a role in not everyone is going to respond to the same message. Not everyone's going to respond to the same channel. So you have to really have a good sense of who you're talking to and what resonates with them. And even if that means sending out 10 different messages, 10 different ways, if that's the way you reach your audience, that's what you have to do. So it's really just keeping in mind what your audience what your audience wants and what's going to speak to them. How in the world do you figure that out? Well, um, you know, if you have access to any of the data, um, your data can really tell you a lot. Uh, let's say you send out an email newsletter. You can look at how many times an article is getting opened, how many times they're clicking on certain links. And if that's all you can see, you can at least see from a broad sense what your database, what your audience likes. If you're able to drill down further and see what each specific person is clicking on reading, that's even better. Um, But at a bare minimum, just pay attention to what sites on the websites are getting the most traffic, what articles, what links people are clicking in your emails, what social media posts are getting engagement. And that will tell you a lot about what your audience likes. So really what you're saying is, hey, man, you got to study your data. You just got to study your analytics, your metrics, you know. Hey, you work for an accounting firm. You know, people love that. We study that stuff all the time. Yeah. You know. How does it feel to be the marketing director for a bunch of uh, CPAs with 12 offices and thousands of different ideas that are very different from yours? I love it. I mean, I think, you know, this is definitely not the career path I thought I would take. I didn't even know it was a career option, but I'm coming up on 14 years at the firm. So that's, that's got to say something. No day's the same. Every partner is different. 
every business unit that we have is different. So I really enjoy the challenge of digging into what we need to do to help grow the firm. So we're going to talk a little bit um, uh, later on about some of the changes and disruption in the marketing uh, uh, industry. While you, um, you know, I had to, I'll, I'll talk while you have your cocktail over there. <laughs> that way you can get uh, ready to, to respond. But, uh, yeah, you know, we mentioned, um, you know, CPA, business professional services, the marketing in there is, appears to be way different than many other industries. And would you concur? Yeah, I think at the core, it's a lot of similarities, but professional services definitely is its own animal. You know, it's not like we're selling shoes. Selling accounting and business services is a lot different than a consumer product. You know, this uh, golden rule, platinum rule, I want to go back to something I kind of recall you saying or your group saying. Might have been one of your uh, colleagues, uh, Bixler, I think, said this at one time would be, uh, hey, uh, if we have an idea and some of the partners don't like it, it's probably a pretty good idea and probably will work. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, I mean, there is there is some truth to that. Um, if, you know, if it makes some people uncomfortable, I think that shows that you're being a little um, daring and you're willing to take a risk. You know, there's no nothing wrong with failing forward. I think not trying something new is worse than trying something new and it not going okay. Sure. You know, I'll... I'll take you back in time and you know, we got to talk about this with our our listeners you certainly were one of the architects of unsuitable on ray radio mm-hmm. and do you remember when that idea hit the table yeah i thought you guys were all crazy yeah you and another partner at the time approached me and said let's talk about doing a podcast and i was like absolutely nobody wants to listen to that but i'll take the meeting and I still was a little bit unsure, but you guys brought some data about who's listening to podcasts and what it can help do for your brand and how it can help foster relationships and help with the sales process before a sale even begins. And somehow or another, you convinced me it was a good idea. Here we I are. Think, I think it was I think it's going okay. Here we are, <laughs> 184 episodes later. Yeah. And yep. uh still cooking. I think uh Again, you and your team received numerous awards once the podcast, uh, you know, got off uh, off the ground, and you guys have done nothing but uh, continue to ter- try to change it. Mm-hmm. And I can think of no better um, tribute to you and your team than a lot of our competitors have tried to uh, copy, you know, the podcast in their space. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations! Uh, hope you keep it going. Yeah, that's the plan. Unless you know something I don't know. Well, I don't. I <laughs> no, I don't know anything. Okay. I think you're going to be the guest from now on. I mean, oh. you could you could do that, but yeah. I mean, your team brings uh, ideas to the podcast that are outside the traditional accounting and auditing and the technical stuff, and and so I think uh, your team has done a great job of of listening to the market of what's important. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about artificial intelligence. I thought that was just a, a term that, you know, the CPA profession for CPA stuff was was being tossed around. I never thought artificial intelligence was was big in, in marketing, but apparently yeah. I'm really wrong. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are definitely ways, and of course they come with a price tag, but to automate some of your marketing and to implement some artificial intelligence. And 
I guess maybe an example of that would be, um, and we just actually started with marketing automation software. So this is pretty new to our firm and we're not quite fully up and running yet. But one thing you can do is set up like a nurture campaign and send out an email and you can set it up so that, okay, if this person clicks on this link in two weeks, send them this piece of content. And then two weeks after that, if they click that, send an alert to the sales manager so they know to follow up. So you just set it up once and then it just kind of runs itself in the background and they only receive the content that they're telling you that they're interested in. So you're not just yelling out into the void anymore. You're you're able to set it up so that and and we I say content because we do a lot of content marketing as a professional services firm. But you know, even if you are selling tennis shoes, you can still say, okay, let's look at this t- this type of shoe. Someone's interested in that. Maybe they'd also be interested in these special insoles. I don't know. Chuck but, Taylor high tops. Yeah, sure. You probably don't even know what those are. I do. do okay. I do. So yeah, it's just basically letting the software do a lot of the actual execution for you. And then where your brain comes in is setting up the strategy inside the software so that you know um, you're going to get the results that you're looking for. So this is the uh, cutting edge of of marketing now, using the artificial intelligence to to dive deeper to understand what's going on. Yeah. So you're kind of listening, kind of yep. like your Alexa at home is yeah. listening. Yeah, is I think listening? that's. I just think that's so creepy. I can't get on board with that. You think Alexa is creepy? Uh huh. You know, like just laying out, hey, a joke for the day, or play this song, play some leftover salmon, or whatever you yeah, listen I mean, to. You listen to some really interesting stuff. I, yeah, you do. So, <laughs> so you know, trust and transparency in this whole marketing scheme. Where does that fit in? Well, you know, the best brands out there are very secure in who they are as a brand, and you know, there's a, they they know that people need to trust them and to buy from them, especially for professional services. So we need to be authentic about who we are, about how we do business, about what types of clients we want to work with, about what motivates us in terms of values, um, how we give back to the community. Those are all things that people want to know, and especially the younger generation. They're used to having information about everybody. I mean, they've grown up with Facebook. And I know Facebook, I guess, is like the old fogey thing, but they they can think of anybody and look up a profile about them. So the companies need to be the same and need to be very honest with about who they are and what they stand for. So I want to look at, you know, keep on that conversation and go to um, Ray's website. Now, you know, I'm pretty partial. Got to Obviously, that I am as a long-term employee, but I know you guys spent a lot of time re-engineering that website, and I happen to think it's really a cool website. Thanks. I even go on there to kind of look at stuff, and I thought, wow, where did they, they get that? There's some really interesting stuff. Where did you, how did you put that all together, the website? I mean, this is part of the trust and transparency thing mm-hmm. and and the branding and all of that, and it seems like that vehicle just pulls it all together for the firm. Well, thanks. The The main navigation for our website is the menu that you see across the top. And the menu options are people, clients, growth, and firm. And we got those four areas from our firm strategic plan. Those are the four things that as a firm, we are dedicated to. So everything on our website falls under one of those categories. We have a lot of... Every, 
every single employee in our firm has a bio. So it's, you know, a lot of CPA firms, you'll see just the partners. We have literally everyone, all 300 plus employees are on our website because everybody's important. We have stories about some of our clients on the website. And then um, I think one of our biggest areas is the insights page, which has tons and tons and tons of articles, white papers, videos, different types of content for people to learn and for our employees to help be famous and share their thought leadership and opinions. Where does Ray and Associates stand in the profession among your marketing peers? How do we stack up? Um, you know, the the accounting profession as a whole in terms of marketing is not quite as advanced as some other industries. Um, there are some firms out there that are doing really cool stuff that, you know, I like just dream about at night. Um, there are other firms where the marketing department really struggles for the partners to let go of some control. And they, because they don't understand marketing so much, they kind of fear it. And those departments just don't get the, the amount of freedom that we do. But I think overall, um, we do pretty good. You do. Yeah. You do. And of course, uh, you know, over those 14 years, you know, we've had many discussions and, and I know there are certain people uh, inside Rand Associates and even in other companies think that their marketing department is their sales department. And that's totally not true. That's yeah. such a disconnect. Yeah. And I think that's still out there in a lot of industries. Yeah. I would be horrible if I had to go out and sell a service. I mean, like I might not even get out of the car, but where our job comes in is giving all of you the tools and education and resources that you need to go out and do that. You know, let's uh, let's go old school for a minute. Okay. Yeah, we got all the technology, the blogs, and that stuff is is pretty cool. But you know, there's something you said to me. Hey, the more personalized, the better. Mm-hmm. And maybe using some snail mail stuff and tools like that. You know, let's talk about that. What's on the horizon? What do you? What do you? I know you're cooking. You're cooking something up. What's going on here? Yeah. I mean, those are two different kind of thoughts. So personalizing, and this kind of goes back to the marketing automation. Instead of just having your email say, hello, I can say, I want my email to say, hello, Dave. Or if it's Bixler, it'll say, hello, Bixler. So just that little bit of personalization, it makes it feel like it's directly meant for you. And if the content inside is something that you're interested in, that's even better. But, you know, everyone's kind of figuring this out that email marketing is really effective and that it's inexpensive to do and that you have, you can see the data, you can see the results of who's clicking your email. So we all just get absolutely bombarded with emails. Um, So I think snail mail is making a comeback. We do a couple print newsletters. Um, We just started a third one last year. And we actually see really good results from those because people aren't getting as much marketing in the mail. So when you do get something in the mail, you're more likely to pay attention to it. Even if it's just walking back to your office from the mail room and looking through it as you walk, it's it's just harder to delete that than it is to delete an email. And it's interesting. Uh, man, I don't even know how much a stamp costs this, these days. I, I don't either. Bixler, <laughs> get on that. Would you get back to 50, us? On, is it 50, I think it's uh, above 50 cents now. Is it now. about 50 cents? 50, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Bixler will get on that. Okay. Uh, He's going to fact check it for us. But, you know, that's a good point. You know, uh, I'll go back after this uh, 
this riveting podcast interview to my email and see that I've got all these emails that say, hey, Dave, you got a few minutes? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to talk to you. Hey, how about my email? I mean, they make it very personal. Yeah. And all I do is click, delete, And they, they're delete. tricky too. They'll say like, they'll start, at start with the RE in the subject line to make it look like we've been emailing about this, but they just, it's, I mean, they get pretty sneaky. I'm not buying that. Uh, yeah. Delete, yeah, I mean, delete, 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 delete. And you think about that, you know, uh, look what you do on your phone when you get your messages. You know, you could be sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, having a drink and you know, watching TV and clicking, getting rid of all that yeah. stuff. So uh, snail mail's coming back. Uh, yep. You heard old, it here old first. School. Yeah. yeah. What else is coming back? What other old school stuff's coming back? See, our generation wasn't all that bad. Oh, of course not. No, I mean, are you talking marketing or like fashion? I mean, I've, I've seen people all wearing scrunchies lately. I guess scrunchie. scrunchies are... What's a scrunchie? Is that the thing like in the, your hair? Yeah. Oh, I never had a scrunchie in my hair. Well... Yeah, that's coming back. You, what you else can just wear back? it on your wrist too. Wear that's like... There's uh, probably no chance in that. Yeah. Uh, record record players. Like, the kids oh, like records Oh, yeah. These now days. we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, I keep hearing this. You're the director of practice growth. That kind of confuses me, you know? Yeah. And I think it confuses the the market a little bit. That's my opinion. And mm-hmm. that, hey, you guys are marketing professionals. Do you like that term practice growth? I do. I mean, I kind of sometimes say practice growth, sometimes say marketing. To me, they're one and the same. But I think the term practice growth just has a little bit more oomph behind it to show that we are here to grow the practice. It's not just marketing and getting our name out there and sponsoring golf outings. It's, you know, our purpose is to be strategic about what what we can do to help grow the firm. Sure. You know, you run a a very significant uh, department uh, for the firm. And again, our listeners, they have maybe a marketing department of their own or they're subcontracting Mm -hmm. that. But what are some of the uh, return on investment statistics and metrics that you look at personally for uh, your department? Well, um, sometimes ROI is difficult to track. Um, we don't always hear, oh, I got this new client and they said it's because of this this article that they read or um, I think it's very unlikely that someone would see an ad and want to be a client, but maybe it's happened and we just don't hear about it. But I do think going back and looking at your data can really help. And if you have a more advanced software like the marketing automation, you can actually see when and why a person entered your database and you can track the life cycle that they took to become a client. So what what triggered them to be interested enough to sign up for your newsletter or whatever it is? And then what was the final thing that pushed them to make that phone call or fill out a form on your website and want to talk more about services? you know, looking at your social media posts and what type of posts are getting the most engagement. Our posts, I know that are about our employees do really well. Um, Welcoming new employees to the team or celebrating their successes. People love to see that on social media. So it's really just paying attention to what resonates and um, doing more of that and less of the stuff that no one really seems to care about. Yeah, good, good. You know, as we head uh, deeper into... uh, uh, 2019. You got any uh, suggestions for our marketing folks that are listening to uh, the podcast? Yeah, I would say try something new. Um, look at some of the things that other industries outside of your own are doing and see if it's something you can implement 
at your own company. Um, I was talking with someone who works for like a safety company that works with manufacturing construction organizations. And she said they're working on building an Alexa skill, which is one of those Alexa things where you say, Alexa, give me the OSHA tip for today. That's just so interesting to me that a safety company can find use in that voice search. So if a safety company can, maybe an accounting firm can too. I mean, I seriously don't know enough about Alexa to even know if I use that term correctly. You got to expand but... your horizons. <laughs> yeah. You got to get out a little bit. I'll put it on my expense report. Okay. To get go. myself one. And... <laughs> there, there you go. But uh, but I think you speak from experience. Hey, try something new. Yeah. I think you you know talked about earlier, this podcast was... Uh, there was no way we were going to get people to buy into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we tried something new. And it, you know, it's just part of your whole strategic uh, marketing plan yeah. to, to reach uh, uh, our clients and friends and, and colleagues. Yeah. And I would also say, just try to find, even if it's just one piece of your audience, what really resonates with them. Um, one of our print newsletters goes out to a fairly small mailing list but every time we send that out, that newsletter more than pays for itself because we have found the exact right audience and this print newsletter is the exact right information that they want to see receive in the way they want to receive it. And they love reading. And all those three things together just makes that a huge success. You know, I do uh, also want to shout out, out you guys. You, um, and I think this is what you're referring to, the you know, the newsletter that goes out to the Amish community. Yep. What's the name of that newsletter? It's called Plain and Simple. Plain and Simple. And Mm -hmm. it's uh, widely read. And there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the content in that newsletter is repurposed from our blog. Um, Since this is an Amish, Amish community, they're not reading our blog. So it's not a whole lot of work, but again, they, they crave that business insight and knowledge and it really, it really works for for that group. Our guest today has been Becca Davis, Director of Practice Growth. Whoops, I mean Director of Marketing for <laughs> Ray and Associates. Uh, it's located in our Dublin, Ohio office, but not really. She's uh, universal and spends a lot of time uh, in all of our offices throughout the yep. firm. So uh, again, thanks again for joining us. I'm sure people will start thinking about their interactions differently after listening to what you had to say today about marketing and and how to achieve a few things. Uh, Listeners, the way businesses and organizations are engaging with customers is changing. What are you doing to show them that you care about the qualities that make them unique? Speaking of which, we would love to know how we can help you. Your feedback is always welcome. You can either email us at podcast at raycpa.com or you can watch us and listen to this episode on YouTube. And please consider giving this episode a big thumbs up because Becca did an outstanding job. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane. After 180 episodes of Unsuitable, you know the drill. Loosen up the tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.